Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 204 DGS. Is that all the sports? Man, I know there's more sports, but is that... Yeah, uh, I mean, that's the big part. Yeah. You know, Cardinals have three new starters. Sonny, they get uh, the American League Cy Young runner-up. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a big move. And then... And would you expect any defensive offensive moves this year? They're going to move, but I don't think it's going to be like a huge change. They're not going to get like some great infielder. Or I something. wouldn't think so. You know, I mean, you never rule anything out, but I wouldn't think so. Um, they're probably going to trade Tyler O'Neill. Uh, there's a good chance they could trade Dylan Carlson to uh, just to. It's just not working. So if there's a way yeah. to, to help your team in some way, while moving on from guys that have kind of stagnated, then you, you probably do it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't anticipate a big thing. I think they're going to do some stuff in the bullpen too. Yeah. And I don't think they're done with pit, with starters. I think they're still going to keep looking. What's the, oh, sorry. So okay. I ask him the thing about uh, what's the deal with the Yamamoto guy that everybody seems so. What about him? Uh, are we going to be able to sign him? I mean, there seems to be a lot of talk on like social media that I'm seeing. I'm sure. I, I don't really know much about him. I just. Yeah. I mean, he, so he's, he's the big, he's the big free agent starting pitcher out of Japan this year. He's 25. He was one of their best pitchers in the, um, well, he was just their Cy Young. Like he won the triple crown for pitching in Japan this year. And he was one of their best pitchers in the world baseball classic as well. And they won. So um, he he's legit. We don't know exactly what he is, but he's 25. So he's going to get a huge contract. He's going to get over $200 million. He'll get seven, eight years and probably between 200 and $250 million. Um, the Cardinals have, have apparently had some interest, but, I wouldn't expect it. And it's not a knock on the, the St. Louis or the team or anything, but typically the big stars that have come from Japan have played in the biggest markets. They've signed with the Yankees and the Dodgers and the angels, you know, like LA and things like that. Um, so I wouldn't rule it out, but literally everybody in baseball is apparently interested. The Rangers, the Cubs. I mean, but he you does name seem it. to have a really good relationship with Newt bar. They're like, yeah, yeah. out golfing. I think their families are close for sure. But, you don't think that could have any influence on it, it? It can, all circumstances being equal. But if if those guys are looking for being in a big market, then it's not going to be St. Louis. And we never, we have no examples of the Cardinals ever, ever, ever in free agency giving out that kind of contract. They've how, never done it. How about Mizzou? What a year, man! Big year for them. I mean, they finished ten and two. They blew out Arkansas. The only losses are LSU and Georgia. And obviously, Georgia's the number one team in the country going mm-hmm. into the conference championship games this weekend. And that was a good game. That was competitive. They lost by nine, but that was a competitive game yes. in the fourth quarter. It was not a blowout by any means. So and, we're going to a real no pretend. Yeah. Mizzou's going to be in a really bowl. good bowl game. Yeah, they're going. 
Yeah, I would think it's going to be a New Year's Day game. Yeah. I mean, at 10 and 2, coming out of the SEC as highly ranked as they are, I would think that it's going to be a really good quality bowl game. And that's a big year for them because last year was a little questionable. Mm-hmm. So big turnaround there. Obviously, KU had a nice turnaround this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have good football seasons all that often, but they, they've turned it around. And then obviously, Illinois is mm, so there's, struggling. There's, there's no I would attribute the, uh, the uptick at KU by my daughter Phoebe going to every game for about eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking in. Yep. Yeah, I would say that it's made more about a lot the pre of the, and post game anyway, right? Difference. Yeah, lucky well, charm. Yep. I I don't know why this is on my mind right now, but it's just sometimes the way you guys and other sports commentators like talk about these athletes. Have has anyone ever come out and been like, it sucks to have people talk about you like you're not not saying you guys like are an talk- object. Yeah, like yeah. an object, kind of. Has mm-hmm. anyone ever like given an interview like that that you know? I mean, I know like Naomi Osaka kind of had that. Yeah, yeah. But I we, think it's we get that. Yeah. Not, not to the extent they do, yeah. but well, yeah, for sure. I, I'm just—it just kind of strikes me like how little you see athletes talk about it. Yeah. Is that just part of the culture of like, you've yeah, had, you kind of uh, just deal with it? I know that every when, now and then you've had NBA players say that it's like modern day slavery, which and is, that the owners are like plantation owners, except they're paying you. That's happened millions. a few times over the past twenty years yeah. or so. I mean, and I, know I, I guess the money would make up for a lot of the. Yeah, I mean, it, first of all, they don't have to do any of it. Right. They can all walk away anytime they want. NFL players, I know when the, for, especially like in the early 2010s when there was the big fantasy football boom online and stuff, I know a lot of them were very sick of hearing about fantasy or, you know, people tweeting them or yelling at them on the street that they didn't catch enough, you know, they didn't catch any touchdowns, so their fantasy team lost or whatever. And I they mean, were pretty mad about that. Yeah. Professional sports is a much more in your face version of uh, you're just a, a used car and we're just buying you. And you have bald tires, but the engine's still good kind of thing, right? Yeah. But isn't everyone kind of like that? I mean, every job you apply for and you have a resume and they're like, well, she seems sweet, but a little dense. Yeah. Or she seems smart, but she's not so this or that. But it's just in that kind of a field or or ours as well. Like, well, Dave, you know, the ratings are this, but your revenue's that, but your content is that. And the critical response, like... I mean, we get rated to like a tenth of a point. Mm-hmm. And so for 24 years now, it's been, oh, you're a 13.3, you're a 2.1, you're a this, you're a that. It it does mess with you. Yeah, I mean, it it is it is to a degree every job because you're always being evaluated and measured in some way. But it's, I mean, in sports, it's not much, it's no different than what you get in music or what mm-hmm. you get in, in, in Hollywood. You know, people are like, well, you're only, you know, you're only into me. I mean, think about like all the crap that like Chris Pratt takes. Yeah. It's no different than what a professional athlete takes. It's Mm -hmm. just because people care about your abilities more than they do the person because they don't know the person. Yeah. I mean, they can't. Yeah. It's just interesting to me that like Chris Pratt has literally complained about it before, though. I guess with athletes, I guess my question is, is there just more of a culture of like, hey, you are getting paid millions you need to be tough. You need to be able to have broad shoulders and take this. Like, is it, would it be looked down upon for someone to be like, boo hoo, my mental health is suffering as a result of the <laughs> no, way you're No, it's changed a lot. Okay. Uh, the guys that talk about pressure, anxiety, that's fully accepted or uh, almost fully accepted. Like now in the modern time, people don't give guys crap about that. That's good. If people just go out and complain, then they are, they are looked down on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think it's like, I think Chris Pratt's looked down on when he does it. I mm-hmm. think a lot of people, when you're like, yeah, you know, I'm worth 200 million, 
but I really hate it when people call me names. Like, who cares? Pay me $200 million. I don't care if you call me names. Go ahead. Know. Let me push back on that. Being the tiny, tiny version of Chris Pratt, I would say that they really, they, I understand what you're saying completely, but it, I don't think that being paid a good amount of money uh, takes away your emotions as a human. Now, maybe you shouldn't say it out loud because then people be like, hey, screw you. You make so much money. Grow another skin. But I have done pretty well, and I'm still incredibly defensive and get hurt if someone says something about me. So on a local level, you could say like, hey, shut up. You're making this much money. We get to criticize you or we get to say that you're terrible or you lost your fastball or whatever, um, which no one's ever said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, never would. Okay, okay. This is more than I should run out. My mom said it this morning. <laughs> I mean, again, it's, it's, I'm with you. It's on the smaller scale. I mean, but I get that stuff on Twitter every day. And but care. you're you. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and, and I think that a lot of people. You're like Robert Wadlow wondering why people can't pick apples off <laughs> the top of the tree. Right, because I don't have any. My value is not determined by what anybody else thinks. Yeah. And it, I mean, and to a degree it is. My salary is determined by what other people think. Right. I mean, all of those things are. But like the emotional part is not about what somebody else thinks. Yeah. And I think that when you are at the level of money we're talking about. The resentment from normies is, yeah, you know, I feel all of that too, and I get all that crap too, and I have 7,000 other problems that you don't have. And I think that's where the resentment comes from when the oh, I get both. super wealthy people are complaining about that. And they're like, because, I mean, if I did it, I'd be like, well, I, yeah, I mean, I have people that criticize me, that people that only care about the job performance. I think everybody has that. And, you know, I have to worry about my mortgage or I have to worry about my car payment. And, you know, the guy with 200 million doesn't have any of that worry. Well, I'm a big fat hypocrite because I don't like it when people criticize me uh, like I'm a real person. And yet when someone's a bigger celebrity, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yep. look at this piece of crap, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I know I'm never going to meet them and they're not a real person to me. And that's completely hypocritical. You remember the 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 scene in Saving Private Ryan, the whole, you know. Complaints go up, not down. The superior officer does not complain to his his to the start to the the uh, the officers or the enlisted men that rank below him. Complaints go up, never down. And I think that's the way it really. I mean, it's it doesn't have to be that way. It's not automatic. Yeah. But I think when it works that way, it's more understandable because the lower you are on the rung, the more things actually affect you. Yeah. As opposed, and I mean, like impact your life. Yeah. Not just not just your your um, your mental state. I, I knew a broadcaster. I wouldn't say who, but I used to laugh because when they would finish a project, a show or something, they would look exactly like Bon Jovi getting on his private jet. <laughs> Head covered in a towel. Everyone rushing to get them a cold water. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Like, I left it all on the field, boys. Like, I do the same thing you do. <laughs> I don't need a towel on my head. <laughs> you guys carry me. Yeah, it really was. It was like the like the video of Faithfully by Journey or something. <laughs> was it real or was it a put on? Both. No, was no, no. It, it wasn't a joke. Question. No, no. I mean, like, was the person just milking it or did they really feel like, oh, I got nothing? I, I can't answer that. Okay. If they did feel like that, I don't know why. 
<laughs> Again, like, I do a four-hour show, and I, I do one-hour stand-ups. It's not the easiest thing in the world, but Daddy don't need a towel on his head. <laughs> you don't need someone coming out with James Brown's no. cape. And that's exactly <laughs> how it was. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you okay? I can't wait to find out who it is during the break. I just, I think, I I just I talked know. for 37 minutes. <laughs> I suspect I know. Wheels up, Captain. Wheels up. <laughs> We might need to stop by an urgent care or a med spa. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think that this job's harder than most people think it is, but it's also easier than most every other job. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> you know? Yep. You finish a, you finish a, 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 your day at Steve's Hot Dogs, you can put a towel on your head. You've made hot dogs all day. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, if you've been working on the highway and you're done at the end of the day, (laughs) you know what? Take that towel, drape it over your head. You've earned it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The first time I saw it, I thought it was a joke, and I joined in, and then it was made pretty clear to me pretty quick. Oh, uh, oh, no, this is not a joke. Oh, no. 222 DG asked Airway to Kevin coming up. Dave Murray, uh, headline, Sweet 16. Today's a fun Sweet 16. Rachel, I don't know if you know what it is. I'm yeah, not sure if anyone's yeah. heard it yet, but we're, we're doing not, different videos. Would video you like games. to promote it? We've not sure. discussed it. <laughs> uh, Rachel, what do you got? You have a bunch of stuff here. Okay, let me look at my sheet here because I forgot all of the stuff that I wrote down. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, oh, you know what's really cool is I was stuck uh, in, a, in the middle of a pay it forward thing at Hardee's this weekend. Never been in one. Yeah, I, I have been in one a couple of times. I've started one a couple of times, not to brag. Uh, I have this thing like when I move, if I'm moving, I w- if I go through a drive through that day, I always pay for the person behind me. It's just like a superstition or something I have, I guess. But I guess it was Saturday morning. I went to Schnucks and then I went through Hardee's and I could kind of tell that we were in a pay it forward situation because the the person in front of me like looked back and then handed over their card. So the person in front of them had paid, then the person that, and then I got up there and I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, it's a pay it forward thing. So I paid for the person behind me and I made my dollar donation and got another sticker, which you can do. And of course, 100% of those proceeds go to Operation Food Search. So. How much was the person's bill behind you? Like $10.33. It's a gamble, isn't it? It, it is a gamble. <laughs> yeah, it is. Have they ordered ever... for eight people. Like, oh, son <laughs> right. of a... You, you ever... got to look at the car a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Have you ever I'm just going to give forward? them $8. That's what I'm going to give them. <laughs> Have you ever paid it forward and felt bad because your order was like way more than what you were paying for? Um, like the person behind you bought your $40 order and then you're buying like the large soda for the guy behind you. Yeah. I mean, the $10 and 33 cents was definitely less than, cause I was buying for two people. So I think I, I probably was over that. So I felt a little bad, but it was just, it was just really nice. I mean, it was like the whole holiday season coming together yeah. because I went specifically to get Hardy's great food, but to make the donation to operation food search and get we another the, sticker. We had the same holiday. I had QT hot dogs for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like we did the same thing. <laughs> How often does that happen to you? The pay that, it forward yeah. thing? It's happened like five or six times. It has never happened. I've never thought to do it, and I've never been on the receiving end of it either. There I've, was one time I was having a terrible day, and I was actually crying in the drive through at Jimmy John's. Oh, <laughs> no. It wasn't good. It wasn't a good day. Uh, but the person in front of me paid for my sandwich. And then another time I went through that same Jimmy John's, and they just go, your sandwich is free. I'm, it was crazy. Wow. I the only, the only thing that happened to me was uh, I was going through Chick-fil-A out in the valley once, and a pretty big order. Like I was, uh, Phoebe Glover had Chick-fil-A every night for quite a while. So it was everybody probably pushing 30 bucks. 
And I don't remember why, but I didn't have any money or credit cards. I think I just forgot to put them in my pocket. And I said, I'm really sorry about this. I don't have any way to pay. Um, I'm happy to come back. And and they're like, no, just take it. Wow. And I'm like, well, I'll be back tomorrow. They're like, no, 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 no. It's fine. Just take it. That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, I ordered some extra stuff, too. (laughs) Well, if it's going to be free. Mike, well, let me get the guy behind me then. Right. (laughs) I think uh, three times I've gone to various gas stations around the eastern part of the country, and I came up with only a fountain drink, and they're like, you're good. Yeah, that's nice, That's my big win. Mm -hmm. 32-ounce drinks. So the reason I went through Hardee's is because it was so early in the morning. I woke up early on Saturday, and I thought I'll get my grocery shopping out of the way. I'll go to Hardee's. And as I'm living out this charmed morning, I'm thinking, if I got up early every day, my life would be so much better because I'd be able to knock out all of this stuff before I go into work. I, Because I used to get up early and work out. I did that for like several years and I've just been in a rut where I haven't been doing that. I've been sleeping till the last possible second or I could get chores done, get errands done, but I just don't do it. Yeah. And I got to thinking about it. It's like, why do I make that choice to make my life hard or, you know, to not make my life easier by suffering a little bit of pain and getting up early in the morning? Then I get to thinking. Well, if you figure that out, let every yeah. other person I'm in the like, world yeah. know. Sounds like the best way to go to me. Yeah. But don't you feel like if this were like <laughs> the inflection point for like an evolution of man, like you would just be one of the dead weight people. Like it's always the people pressing forward, like the Amy Mark scores of the world. Like I'm going to run a marathon and then there's Yeah, but me. they like, collapse at like 5 p.m. Yeah. True. They're out of the game at 5 p.m. We're going until yeah. midnight. She's, you so, know she's so distracted mm-hmm. by yeah. trousers and yeah. then a tiger gets her. <laughs> I mean, all those morning people by 8 o'clock, they're like, yeah, and when, I still got five hours in me. when bears eat. Somebody's <laughs> got to do the work at night is what I'm saying. I embarrassed myself the other day. I went into the CVS at Schnucks to get a prescription. And I'm like, uh, prescription for Glover, and it was ready, and everything's just going great, and it's time to pay. And she goes, that'll be 49 cents. And I panicked. I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to use a credit card for that little. And I actually had ones. I never have ones. And I I was just discombobulated. So I pulled the one out of my pocket and I go, will this do? <laughs> and what I meant was because some places I thought didn't even take cash anymore. Mm-hmm. And she and at that point, she's like, boy, this guy needs this prescription. <laughs> and she's like, uh, that'll do just fine. And by that time. I knew how I seemed, and as I always do, I just leaned into it. Yeah, I leaned into the stupid. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how money work, uh, and then I just left, <laughs> and I'll never go back. Will this legal tender work as payment? <laughs> now Walgreens Deerberg guy, <laughs> do you, you accept- killed me with the I'll never go back. <laughs> do you accept uh, money here? <laughs> do you guys uh, take currency? <laughs> Sorry, I only have wampum. They're going to be okay with you. <laughs> I only have Russian It French. just shocked me. The 49 cents thing, I just wasn't ready for that. Like, how do you pay that little amount of money? Want to arm wrestle? I don't, I don't have know. any pennies. 2.34. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. For DGS, we can do some audio here for people my age and older. Marty Croft of uh, Sid and Marty Croft of HR Puffin Stuff fame and all that kind of stuff back it didn't ruin our childhood, but it definitely led us to drug use, right? I mean, like, <laughs> everyone working on that show was high AF all the time. Jimmy the Magic Flute and Puffin stuff. Anyway, he died. So, Oh, yeah. he rest in peace. <laughs> he did. Uh, in no way is animal cruelty funny, but this headline puzzled me. Here's the exact headline as written. Dancing slave monkeys found to have surprising levels of stress. Well, yeah. You, I think that's slaves. the least surprising thing ever. Yeah, they, they from the time they're born, they're on a leash, they teach them to dance, and that's all they ever do, and they're like, wow, these guys seem really stressed out. And people are surprised? Mm-hmm. I don't think they're dancing on their own. I mean, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I hope I get this right. Heel toe, heel toe, heel toe. Jeez. Uh, let's do some audio. Okay, we can start with yours, Dave. You have two pieces of audio here. One is Mary Trump. Mm. So that's that's Mary's response to. So what Trump put on um, Truth Social on Thanksgiving? There's no audio. He went him. off. He did. Do you want me to read what he said? Sure. What did he say? He said because this, this is, is probably better than than her talking about it. To be honest, it's uh, Happy Thanksgiving to all, including the racist and incompetent Attorney General of New York State. Letitia Peekaboo James. Oh, that was sweet. Who has let murder and violence crime flourish, businesses flee, the radical Trump left Trump hating judge, a psycho, Arthur and Goron, Arthur and Goron, excuse me, who criminally defrauded the state of New York and me by purposely valuing my assets at a tiny fraction of what they are really worth in order to convict me of fraud before even a trial or seeing any proof and used his politically biased and corrupt campaign finance violator, Chief Clerk Allison Greenfield. You sit by his side on the bench and tell him what to do. The classic presidential Thanksgiving. The, just just what you'd think. And then uh, what's funny is that he's getting a lot of praise for the video that he put out right after that where he was like, thank you, everyone, for this great country. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. What's my, other, what's like, my other sound? DoorDash. Oh, I haven't heard this one. But it is a, a DoorDasher who the client said, I never received my items. And she got a violation. And uh, she dropped it off and she had a picture to prove it. It was like in an apartment building or a hotel or something. Mm -hmm. And she went back and knocked on the person's door and confronted them. And the person said, oh, I was asleep and didn't check. So let's hear how it sounded. This is Kirsten going to tell DoorDash she never got her food. I had to come back because this. Why you said you never got your food on DoorDash? 
They literally gave me a violation on my account because the food never got delivered. I knocked like I just dropped off like two orders and it came back. I swear to God, I swear on God, I did not leave any type of violation. Okay, well, why y'all got the food sitting outside? Because I was asleep. I mean, like. Okay, like, well, yeah. yeah literally, as soon as I left, it said. Okay, okay. No, I'll leave it. I'll, I'll so, who's the bad guy? Well, this, this is why the gig economy is troubling to me, is because there's no, no one's in charge. You know, it's like yeah. a lot of goodwill. Yeah. There's no manager to go to because if this were to happen at a restaurant, I'm sure it would be quickly resolved by someone in charge and they'd be able to show grace to whoever needed showing grace to. But in this situation, it's, it's good, good point. This this woman is trying to make money if she has a violation on her account. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with showing back up at the house and knocking on the door. I think that's dangerous and probably not a great idea, but I get why if you're in a situation where you need this money and you need this job, yeah. why you would go back and try DoorDash to fix it. DoorDash seems to suck pretty bad at taking care of their employees, which you found out the hard way. Yes. But it seems to me that if, uh, if I said I didn't receive my food and the person has a picture of it, that should be enough to get them out of the violation. Yeah. So one of the big problems that I have encountered with DoorDash is that, and I kind of knew this going in, I know how the gig economy works, I know how these kind of companies work, they don't really have any kind of uh, uh, customer service either for the customer or the employee. Typically for the customer, they just refund. If you yes. complain, they just, here, right. here's a refund, yeah. whatever. And for the employee, it's like, there's a million of you. Yeah. A billion, right. perhaps even, of you. Yeah. Like, if you, if, if. If some if we have to strike you with a violation, hey, you're gone. Yeah, get lost. We'll replace you with 17 people that are just exactly like you, and that is warm bodies with a car and a driver's license. Yeah, no HR to have your back. I, and no, I, I yeah, guess no HR to have in their back. defense, if you are working for DoorDash as a as a contractor, at least you don't have to worry about making your boss happy. Like you don't have to suck up. You don't right, have right. to. It's not the typical office politics. Like I'm going to drop off the food, and that's what I'm going to do, and yeah. no one's going to bug there's, me. There's yeah. a lot that's good about it, but you have to know when you go in, this could turn south yeah. anytime. Or like happened to me, you could get banned from driving because they didn't like something about how you ordered something, and they say you violated their terms and conditions, and you say which terms or conditions, and they say we're not going to tell you. Yeah, they just don't care. Yeah, we, we don't care. We have it. It costs so much more to have a, like a customer service staff. What uh, what other audio do we have? This one is from Wheels, and it just says anger. Yeah, it's a subject near and dear to my heart. But this is actually from a scientific perspective. So I, I came across this guy on TikTok, and he's legit. He's a theoretical physicist with a PhD, studied Einstein's theory of relativity, and this was back in 70s. And since then, he's owned businesses. He's done philosophy. Like, he understands how the universe works, and a lot of his videos are explaining, like, um, what is time? Is time a real thing or is it a thing we made up? But this one I thought was really interesting where he's talking about what anger actually is for human beings. Like what, it's not just what we feel. We all know what angry feels like, but why and what's the purpose? Martin, what will make me angry? Well, we'll go back to um, the way we work with survival machines. So anything that enhances our survival, we'll like. And anything that diminishes our survival, we'll hate. 
So, anger um, is really an attempt to get your own back. I mean, in extreme circumstances, it's an attempt to destroy somebody else. And that's what anger is. It's an attempt to redress the balance. So, anyway, remember, anger is just an attempt to redress the balance. Someone has diminished you, you want to diminish them. And that's what anger is. It's interesting because his name is Martin Butler, by the way, if anybody wants to look him up. And I'm going to find some other. I've watched so many of his videos last night. Probably watched 45 minutes of his videos. And they're all like three minutes. And they're explaining some things that are really complex and some things that, like this, are pretty simple. But I thought that the thing that struck me the most was the way we had to edit it was a little bit for, for time purposes. But he set it up by essentially explaining, look, anger is just a function of what we are. And what we are are survival machines. Yes. That is it. That is all our brain cares about. But you about. get right down to it. Right. So you're angry when somebody does something that you think, and not think, your mind just processes as... This is harming my ability to survive, and you're trying to level that. The interesting thought that I had listening to that, which I haven't had before, was that, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And what separates me from you from rage from Andrew is our perception of balance. Yes. That subjective. If you're someone who constantly feels slighted and you're constantly mad at someone and going off on someone, you, for whatever reason, have an out of whack sense of balance. And then there are those people who are just never yeah. bothered by anything. And, and and on this same topic, like he did another video about his, his I think it's his wife that's asking him the question at the beginning, but it's always that she asks a question and then he answers. And it was, what is evil? And it was like these were close together, the anger and the evil videos in his in his uh, on his account. But when he asked what was evil, essentially evil is anything that you don't like. He took the religion part out of it. He's just saying how you perceive it. He said you might think something is evil. That tyrant who is a dictator is forcing you to do all these things, and you think that person's evil because they're harming you. But he doesn't think that's evil because he's benefiting from it. He thinks it's great. I'm so fascinated by that. I It just hit me in the last few years that, oh, Hitler didn't lose any sleep. No. Pol Pot didn't lose any sleep. No. Uh, it, it's almost like the more evil you are, the more you're convinced you're doing the right thing. I would think that a rapist would probably know on some level I'm compelled to do this, but it's really bad. There's nothing good about what I'm doing. But when you are committing genocide, there's a part of you that's like, well, thank God for me. You know, I, yeah. I, I doubt that really, really terrible people have trouble going to sleep because mm -hmm. they are the good guy in their scenario. Yeah, and I, it's interesting because he he points out that, and again, this is not a judgment or anything. He's just talking about the reality of it on an individual level. Evil is very subjective. But what happens is because there are so many people, most people agree that this thing is evil, right? Because if you take 7 billion people, maybe 7.7 .7 billion agree this action is wrong. Well, that dictator might not think so. Hitler might not think so. But everybody else thinks so, which is why they end up getting eventually thrown to the side. Because the collective, and thinking about it again from that perspective of we are survival machines. Yeah. And to go you one better, and we've seen this since 
we stood upright, and we certainly see it now. You're never going to go broke playing on people's feelings of being taken advantage yep, of. You're right about that. Being the hero. You people, they're coming after you, and they want you, and I stand you know, in the gap in between. And, I mean, religious leaders, political leaders, military leaders, leaders of countries, it's always that. They're always smart enough to not go like Putin, like, hey, look, I got like $500 million, billion dollars here. I got so many mansions, I forget how many mansions I have. Right, it's right. It's never that. No. It's always the working people. Well, and that's that's appealing to that that survival instinct, right? People that do struggle are trying to survive. And when you're appealing to that, not everybody has looked at it in that way. And I really wish we would teach that more. Because you can learn to not react that way, Right. I mean, we all have those instincts. We all have anger, for example, but we don't all go kill the person that made us angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have that sense of wanting to survive, level the playing field or whatever, but we don't all do the terrible thing to make that happen. Yeah. And a lot of people keep doing it because they've never really been called on it. Yeah. yeah. Because the people yeah. in their lives know it's easier to just go along, get along, like just ignore them. Let's just, we don't have to deal with them for another X, Y, Z. Uh, and so they don't call them out because it's just, they just know it's going to be that much more difficult. Mm-hmm. And so people die thinking that they were right and no one had a problem with them their whole lives because they were so nasty that everyone avoided them and mm-hmm. avoided the confrontation. Yep. Andrew, that probably hit a little close to home. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew who you were talking Sorry, about. Sorry, buddy. Tell you guys about <laughs> that's you and how to KFC today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two related stories. I thought these were interesting. Uh, we talk a lot generationally, and of course, when we do, you have to take it with a grain of salt because you're talking about millions of people. But a new study came out saying that Gen Z and, and Alpha uh, are the least religious generations since we've been keeping track of it. And they refer to themselves as nuns, N-O-N-E-S. And this is what I found interesting, being an agnostic myself, is they it's not that they just, it's not that they don't just not believe in Jesus. They don't believe in anything. They're not agnostic. They're not atheist. They're not Christian. They're not Jewish. They're just them. And I don't believe any of it. And I think you're all full of crap. And I believe nothing that you tell me, and I'm just me in my 21-year-old life, and screw off. I don't think that's good, but I think that's fascinating. That for us, it was always like, well, of course I believe in God. Of course I'm a Christian. And then it began, you know, the trajectory trajectory was going downward. And more people were saying, like, well, I'm not, I'm spiritual, but I'm not affiliated. And now the, the youngest generations, again, not all of them, uh, but... The majority are saying, yeah, I don't, I don't only, I not only disbelieve in God, I disbelieve in not believing in God. <laughs> I don't believe anything. <laughs> then the other story that How was. How is in, that different than agnostic? I think as agnostic, you care enough to put a label on it, like me, and say, well, here's my views on a deity. And for this generation, it's more like, I don't even, I don't even want to waste my breath talking about okay. it. Uh, the other thing I thought dovetailed in is, the dictionary word of the year. It's usually something really dumb. Mm-hmm. This time it's authentic. Mm-hmm. It was one of the number one Googled terms. And I thought that was so fascinating that as you have the youngest generation saying, we believe nothing. 
And the number one Googled word was authentic, as in, is this an authentic picture? Is this an authentic belief? Is this an authentic politician? Is this an authentic way to be with a boyfriend, girlfriend? I don't know. You guys see what I'm going with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Do you, I, go ahead, Wheels. I was say, do you think that's because there's so much that isn't? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, I think we're entering a very terrifying, I mean, terrifying because we're used to living in a somewhat authentic world. I mean, things have been fabricated. and We mostly agreed on most things, right. at least factually. <laughs> right, and, but it was easier to verify if something was true. Yeah, I right? have seen... I mean, like, you could doctor photos and videos, but at some point an expert could yes. tell. And we're getting to the point where people aren't going to be able to tell. Yes. I think of myself as a, a pretty savvy person with stuff like that. And the amount of stuff that I have seen on, like, Twitter, for example, just in the past couple of weeks, I'm like, ah, man, this is perfect for the show. I'm going to... But I better, you know, let me let me run through this, make sure it's totally true and everything. Then it turns out to not be true, but it's like I, I couldn't tell on first glance and that it didn't... It di- it didn't it doesn't feel like it used to be that way. Yeah. Maybe it was and I just wasn't noticing, but it didn't feel like it. What a weird way to grow up and what a weird world to live in for most of your life. Most of my life I lived in the uh we can all agree that Pizza Hut is a pizza chain restaurant, right? We can all agree <laughs> that you know, the Miami Dolphins are a football team. And then we would say, but Pizza Hut sucks, or it's the best, or the Dolphins suck, or no, they're the best ever. We would disagree about the what the facts meant. Mm-hmm. Now you disagree about whether something is a fact. That is a very, very different kind of world to live in. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 